Your On The Mark podcast is loading now. The On The Mark podcast is sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company, family-owned dealership since 1915, 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia on Routes 11 and 15 Hummel's Wharf. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1 800 795 9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings, welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show On the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is across from me, fresh after after an episode. After? What are you? After? Are you English for after? <laughs> How do you say uh, fresh after a day off in English? Except I didn't have a day off. You had the day off. Fresh after holiday. Uh, holiday? I don't holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Every day's a holiday for me. Right. So, well, yeah, it pretty much was. Spent You're some sort of the Mary Poppins of Sunbury Broadcasting Corporation. Spent some additional time with my lovely bride, so that was nice. Always, always nice, nice, nice. And uh, let's see. You say you had a busy day? Yes, we had lots of lots of calls yesterday, lots of conversation. Lots of people calling me names, lots of people calling Steve names. Only kidding. Everybody was very respectful. What kind of name would you call <laughs> no. Steve? Ultra Lib, maybe? <laughs> oh, info. Yeah, somehow I doubt it. <laughs> I would call him that. All right. What do we call Stan? Stan? We call him Sir because he's got guns. He's the first caller. <laughs> Not only guns, <laughs> but he knows how to get a lot more of them. Well, before we even open up the show, what's cooking, Stan? Set, the, set, us, set me straight, will you please? Well, I do have a question. Is there something going on on uh, Route 11 between Northumberland and Danville today? Yeah, the road's closed. Stan. <laughs> okay, all right. Well, that's what I was thinking because I see more traffic on, on the road I drive this morning than I've seen in a long time this time of day. Stan, 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 Stan. you got to listen to WKOK News first thing in the morning. We'll tell uh, you what you need I'm, to know. I'm at home. The radio doesn't come in, so. <laughs> Two go. Well, you need to move then. You need the Sunbury well, Bro- <laughs> Broadcasting Corporation app. Well, I have that. Sometimes it doesn't work. So, uh, <laughs> Annie, moving on. Yeah, uh, I heard something on the news today that made me almost spit my tea out. Uh, they 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 said that they suspended all weapons sales to Afghanistan government. <laughs> really, I didn't hear that. <laughs> well, it wasn't on the CBS news. It was on another another station. Uh, so you know, I just I'm thinking, really, they just just suspended it. You know, or or maybe they did it a couple of weeks ago and they just announced it. But uh, they suspended all weapons. Wow! Imagine that. Hmm. Shouldn't that have been the number one thing to do? Well, maybe that should have been number two thing to do after they got all the American civilians out of Afghanistan before they pulled the military out. Well, that we, may be in the right order of things to do it. But the government used to be run by individuals that we supported who were an ally, and now it's not so hmm. much. Well, <laughs> yeah, missing? not so much. It's the truth. Yeah, I mean, but regardless, but they could see the handwriting on the wall. The, the, the Taliban have been working across the Afghanistan for the last month, working their way down through the provincial capitals and across the countryside, taking things as they went. Mm-hmm. So I think they would have seen that long ago. But I don't know. Maybe maybe the guy in charge is kind of blind or senile. I'm not sure which. Maybe a combination of both. 
or his or or his uh, advisors really are terrible, which that also seems to be the case. You know what? What gave it's me a, a great a great sense of joy this morning? I love watching Clarissa Ward's reporting on CNN uh, on Newsday because she's very fair, very accurate. She doesn't pull any punches, and she was coming down pretty hard on President Biden this morning. Uh, she said, uh, the, Biden said yesterday, this wasn't a failure. And she said that people <laughs> around here at the airport trying to get through would say to you, if this isn't a failure, what does a failure look like? <laughs> and then it was fun well, to watch John Berman's pained expression as someone dared to insult President Biden on the air. <laughs> right. Well, I, I'm thinking she's probably been reporting from over there for what, a few years? Now she's been there for now, a while, yeah. Right. So she has a relationship with those people in that country. She knows what's going on, and she is seeing it. So she might be the most honest reporter over there, other than maybe some of the other non-CNN mainstream media reporters. She may well be. Because she's isolated from the New York headquarters, I mean, she might still be objective. Yeah, Jeff Bezos right. doesn't so she's get actually in touch seeing with her what's going on. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, she's there. She, you know, just like the troops that were there. They know what was going on, and they know what's happening, and they don't like it. Well, she certainly has phenomenal access to the goings-on. And it's funny, you, you hear how mean and terrible the Taliban is and how nasty they are and how they're going to, any woman that gets near them is in trouble. She goes up and talks to them, challenges them, talks to them, and makes sure that, you know, gets their viewpoint and well, listens to them. She said this morning, I think she's right, she said what the, the kind of treatment we're getting. Uh, is not the treatment that the folks trying to get to the airport are getting, the, oh, the okay. Afghani citizens. She said they're on their best behavior with her and with her colleagues, but they're not that way with the people in the country as a whole. Right. There, there, there's stories out that, uh, you know, some of the Afghans have uh, Bible apps on their phones, and they, uh, when they find them, then people are in, in – if they live the, you know, the encounter with the Taliban, they're, they're lucky, I guess, the way it, I'll put it to you that way. How much? You know, and and the women and the women, if they go walk, step outside with without their hijab or their burqas on, now they you know they had a woman they beat to death the other day. You know, I was just gonna, I, it, I'm asking that. How much bloodshed has there been? And I think all bloodshed of this nature is really unnecessary and it's tragic. I'm not going to diminish it if the number's uh, low. But uh, has this been a hostile takeover by the Taliban, or has it really no one, just a few people, been fighting against them? They said that there have been at least 17 civilians killed by the Taliban since uh, the last couple of days in the area of Kabul. Okay. Wouldn't this be the definition of a true insurrection? These people went in with guns threatening them? Well, I don't think it's an insurrection if you are the... Uh, Once you overthrow the government, you are the government. You're, so. Right, you're not well, the right, insurrection. But, I mean, <laughs> that's the definition of it. They went in as an insurrection and they took over. So, But they had guns, and, and, and they killed people. Unlike what the, you know, the lefties are saying happened in D.C. on January 6th. Just, well, just, just putting that out there. You know, take that for what you want. The other uh, thing that's interesting is that the uh, quite a few Republicans and Democrats in Congress are calling for a complete inventory of all the equipment we lost that now is in the hands of the Taliban, and somebody should be held somebody should be held accountable for that. I mean, uh, uh, the interview with Joe Biden on ABC <laughs> when George Stephanopoulos was one of the most painful things I've ever seen in my life. Uh, Biden obviously is either asleep at the switch or incapable of finding the switch. Well, I did see some clips of that. I didn't see the whole thing. I'll admit to that. But he said, well, I guess when George was asking something about the people uh, 
mobbing the airplane and falling off of it. He says, well, that happened four or five days ago. <laughs> like, it matters when it happened? You know, he got all indignant. You know, he got angry and indignant about why he would ask him such a question. Well, since, like, then, well, every, since then, everything is under control. Right. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, okay. President Biden is, is not used to being asked tough questions by the mainstream media. That's pretty obvious. Was that a tough question? Right. What, do, what do you think of it, the people falling off the airplane? <laughs> yeah, for him it was. <laughs> yeah. Challenging. And, and, and to uh, say that everything is okay, everything's going as planned, and blah, 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 and blah. And he said there was no yeah, way okay. to avoid the chaos that ensued over there. No way to avoid the chaos. Well, I'm yeah, sorry. Okay. I did see that clip. I did see that clip, and you're right. That's the way the words were put out there. I mean, that, he that's couldn't just have avoided tragic. it. Yeah, well, that's tragic because he certainly could have avoided it. He could have done things. He could have had a better plan in place. Nowhere have I ever heard that you take, uh, you close down the embassy and you shut out the, um, you take the troops out before you have the people evacuated. That's not the way it works. Or you leave a lot of equipment there. That certainly yeah. seems, right. uh, there must be, I, I guess maybe in, in, it took you know, 20 years to get it all there, so getting it all out in a few months wouldn't be possible. But that which you can't take, you should destroy. Well, President Trump outlined yeah. what he would have done had he been there, and he said he would have he would have not closed the embassy. He would have gotten the uh, people out first, and then he would have gotten the equipment out. And what equipment he couldn't get out, he would destroy, and then he would go back and blow up all of the all of our installations so that they didn't get anything. Well, and I think the more President Trump talks, the better it sounds for President Biden because, uh, really? you know, his his viewpoints are obviously uninformed and he's not president anymore. So that's, <laughs> you know, so that's to be understood. And uh, secondly, he's irrational and always was out of touch. So the more he talks, the better Biden looks. You have to forgive him. He, he spent yesterday eating loco weed. <laughs> <laughs> Trump had a plan. And if he had won... Well, we won't go there with the election, but if he was in the Oval Office right now, his plan would have been instituted. He gave the plan to Biden and his crew, and they threw it out the window. So, yeah, we yeah, won't no, go there. Well, we saw, we were, fortunately, I saw President Trump on Hannity the other night, and I thought, oh, well, this is a reminder. We should broadcast this. Let the world know why, exactly why President Biden is in charge when you're here. And, and he looked more sober than Biden ever has. Oh, he that knew could what be. Was going I, on. I don't think either of them really drink much, but uh, honestly, I think it, it was. I don't think plainly, he meant from the terms of inebriation. I don't think he meant from the standpoint of knowing what's up. Oh, he may be. Yeah, he may. Uh, or have, am I putting words in your mouth? <laughs> nope, you're 100% right. You got it right on that. Well, no, I was just saying I was glad to see it because, it, you know, if you're wondering, you know, President Biden is, uh, I don't know, his administration. Well, his administration is probably the worst that we've had ever, you know, in terms of, uh, well, everything. But in any event, it made it 100% clear again why it is still an upgrade to have President Biden in there than uh -oh. President Trump. Oh, brother. <laughs> Please. <laughs> so obvious. Thanks so, for the laugh, Mark. Yeah, the, started the, my day right. Thanks the, for the laugh. The more Trump <laughs> talks, the better Biden looks. So please, uh, get, right. give, give okay. him give yeah, him more first, interviews. Oh, brother! First, first Biden would have to speak. You know, he gives his little speech. 180 degree turn and out the door he goes. He wouldn't. He couldn't be bothered with the press asking him questions two days in a row. And yes, what was it? Yesterday he did his little COVID speech, whining and moaning about what the Republican governors are doing in their states. Yeah. When he has no plan, right? No, other it's than a, it, mask it's, up with something that doesn't work. And that's the other question I have. 
all right? We have people call and say that, you know, people have to be masked and blah, 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 blah. You know, my thinking is that's a terrible way to go around living your life, to think that everybody you come in contact with is infected with something. This isn't The Walking Dead. It isn't a, you know, a virus that's in there that once you die, you're going to come back as a zombie. That's what they're acting like. That everybody has this virus in them. It's not so. All right, we're going to have to go. we got a caller waiting. Uh, we'll give you the last word, 10, 30 seconds more, Stan, well, if you need Biden's it. a failure, and we all can see it. So the 2020 election, I mean, the 2022 election will be interesting to clear out the House and Senate, and then 2024 will be even more interesting. But if we continue with the cheat-by-mail crap that they did this last election, who knows what will happen. Oh, the election so was, have a great day. The election was stolen, right? Cleared soon. <laughs> the election was stolen, right, Stan? I will not say that because I do not have the proof. It's just right. uh, evidence is leaning that way. That's okay. all I'm going to say. Gotcha. You know, and uh, common sense tells me that things weren't right, and only time will tell. And the time will tell. It will come out in the future. It right. won't do any good for it, for anybody, right. but it will come out, and maybe futures it can be stopped, this kind of stuff. Okay. Noted. All right. Thank you so That's much, Stan. That's all I'm Thanks for being a great caller. Appreciate it. And a great right. listener. And a terrible WKOK morning listener. So we got to get him back on the radio so he can hear uh, things like Route 11 is blocked between North Hamilton and Danville. And still is. Uh, I've been saying it shouldn't be too much longer for several hours now. So please don't listen to me. Uh, and uh, Route 11 blocked between North Hamilton and Danville. Detours are posted. We'll take a quick break. We've got one caller waiting, but we'll take more comers. one 800 795 on the mark sponsor by the Sunbury. Motor Company. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Sunbury Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle is worth. The SMC Way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. All right, welcome back to the KOK Live Telephone Talk Show on the Mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Mr. Joe is here. Rob Center, to describe him as fabulous, just understates it tremendously. So we appreciate all his help. Yeah, let's help. not get carried away. He's pretty good, though. Right. <laughs> I mean, we appreciate all his help and hard work. Uh, produced the show yesterday, and often uh, when Kept I take straight. the day off, participates in saving the archives. So didn't have to do that. We got an intern, Anthony, who's doing that. But uh, still, Rob really glued everything together nicely yesterday. We want to tell you about the Sunbury Motor Company. They sell Ford, 
Hyundai, and Kia. And we invite you to do what I did, and that's order a Ford F-150 in the name of the Sunbury Motor Company. And that's been delivered. I'll go pick it up today. Uh, Hyundai Telluride, that's been delivered. That's over at the... At oh, where's the, your new truck? Uh, the Kia Telluride. It's still I down told everybody you were, you were going yesterday to get your new truck. <laughs> <laughs> I went around from bank to bank to bank to bank to bank to Nobody get Nobody loaned you the money. No, huh? no so... <laughs> Uh, but anyway, let's move on. Right. Kia Telluride is uh, waiting for me over at the Kia dealership, and the Hyundai Veloster is uh, over at the Sunbury Motor Company, and they are all fabulous vehicles. They're brand-new vehicles, and they are for sale, and they would just love for you to do what I did, and that's uh, test drive them, drive them, ride around in them, take pictures of them, look at them, and encourage someone else to please buy them. But uh, these are motors, uh, trucks, and vehicles that are at the Sunbury Motor Company. You can do it the way I did it, and that's order them up from online, but you can also go to the dealership, talk to Jason over at the Sunbury Motor Company, Ernie in Austin over at the Kia dealership, and uh, I'll tell you what, they'll make you a happy camper. That's what they've done with me on many occasions, and they're doing that again. So please, uh, sunburymotors.com is where a lot of visits start, and then down on North 4th Street and on Routes 11 and 15 in uh, Hummel's Wharf is uh, where you find a lot of good help. Uh, Joe, upper right-hand corner, and then we got a caller standing okay, by. Uh, Tom says, <clears throat> I'm a very emotional guy. As much as I don't like the far, 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 far right, this crying over Trump's loss and the subsequent ridicule are going to be hard to take for another 7.5 years. Wah, wah, wah. <laughs> 7.5. I don't, do you, do you think Biden could get reelected? No. I don't see how. Not I mean, that. I'm a big, you know, Democrat fan. First I'm not of all, I think his huge. age is going to work against him. I mean, he's already somewhat cognitively impaired. I don't think that's going to well, improve. He's not impaired. He's just declined. But you know, he, he always has his press conferences about 4 o'clock in the afternoon. And typically, people who have dementia issues start to sundown around that time. Oh. <laughs> you know this because you I you, you tell people no calls after 4 p.m. That's right. All right. Uh, speaking of calls, uh, Mr. Joseph here is on the line. Good morning, sir. You're on the mark. Yes, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, yeah, I, I listened to Stephanopoulos' uh, interview with the president and also his press conference, his first one he had after this debacle. And uh, the general theme is he did nothing wrong. And for all you defenders of what his policy is over there and the border, he did nothing wrong. And uh, it, this was inevitable, he told George, that, that this, what else could you do, you know? But here's my point. If he knew it was inevitable, that there would be chaos, why did he take, take a, 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 abandon our embassy when Russia and China still have theirs going there? And why did he take the soldiers out and then bring back 5,000 soldiers. So by doing that, he is admitting that he did wrong by taking the soldiers away. I uh, mean, that, that's, that's, that's evidence, right? Yeah, Joseph, I think that he, he made point. a mistake, but he will not say that he made a mistake. He, he did everything, at the, and he's doubling down on that. I stand on that. You know, he's, he's just uh, reassuring himself. Well, if chaos was inevitable, why didn't he say, folks, we're going to pull out, but there's going to be terrible chaos. There are going to be people clinging to airplanes trying to take off from exactly. the airport. But he and, didn't say any of that. Well, Joseph, he told you us said, we weren't going to see a Vietnam. You, Joseph, you just said something that I'm not sure exists. You said uh, President Biden's supporters in this. Where does he have an ally on this topic? No, your callers, uh, uh, well, uh, there's a few of them that 
that support his policies and everything, okay? But, but I wanted to say this, too. Uh, he's relying upon these Taliban who believe in Sharia law. That is the core of their existence, okay? And uh, uh, to, uh, <laughs> history tells us what that is. And yesterday when I called in, you cut me off when I was trying to uh, explain to you people about the ideologies of these Muslims. I know firsthand, I've dealt with them in the Middle East and in Egypt and in England, and uh, they, they believe in Sharia law. <clears throat> and yet I tried to explain of, the, uh, of, of out of their own Koran, their own Bible, and that's when you cut me off yesterday, uh, of, of what they, they don't believe. No, I cut you off when you called them a cult. They are a well-organized, well-respected religion. No, they are a cult. No, they're not. I'm a cult. I'm a Yahshua cult. <laughs> No. I'm not a false cult. Look up the word cult. Look up the word cult. Christians are of a cult. It's of the Jesus cult. That's what cult is. Now, there's false cults, and they are a false cult. Absolutely. But that's in your hey, opinion. But, uh, that's right. in your opinion. But moving on. Well, no. Uh, All the way back to Afghanistan. Look up the word cult in a dictionary, please. All right, we'll do you, that. You gentlemen went to college. I didn't, but I looked it up in the dictionary. And, and I, I belong to a cult, and that's the Yeshua cult, of the Messiah. Now here's the definition cult. of cult. This we're, is from we're the followers of, of an individual. Oxford and, 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 and that's, that's the definition of a cult. All right, the Ox, Oxford, so what I was trying to Oxford Dictionary is, says, a cult is a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object. Okay. So also says a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister. Well, that doesn't apply to Muslims. I don't think anybody's well, saying I think that. Joseph is applying that to Muslims. I don't what? know. Do you think that Muslims are a relatively small group of people having religious beliefs or practices regarded by others as strange or sinister? Absolutely, they are by, by me. I rest my case. And every Christian will tell you that they're strange and and. But uh, they're not a relatively small group. It's probably the largest religion in oh, the no, world. Oh no, they're not a small, small group. They're a big group. Okay, so the definition doesn't apply. Do you think they are a relig a system of religious veneration and devotion directed toward a particular figure or object? Yes. Okay. Well, that, what's wrong with that? Then they are a cult. <laughs> okay. Yes, they follow, they follow exclusively Muhammad. All right, then you're innocent of cultist charges. Moving on. And why I say they're a false cult is because they deny the truth of their own Koran. In your opinion. <laughs> no, no. And I tried to say yesterday that their Koran says that whom the Christians called Jesus was born of a virgin. Now, he would be greater than a man who was born of natural birth. He, was, uh, he would be the son of the Almighty. It was a miracle. All right, so all the way back and around so to Afghanistan. Uh, all the way back around to Afghanistan. you got another minute. Go ahead. Another minute? All the way back. Afghanistan's our topic, and what's your view on that? Well, it's, it's going to deteriorate. It already has. Uh, and if you watch Still that lady who you talked about, the news reporter, she does, does have a good message. She doesn't uh, cut it. And she, you know, she's saying this is chaos. <laughs> if, it, if, it, if this isn't, what is? Yeah. You know? Yep. And this Very is all Biden's fault. It all falls back on him. President Trump would not have allowed this to happen. He would not. He would have intervened. 
but but this guy, well, anyhow. Well, you're right. right. Both CNN and MSNBC have been very hard line and um, surprisingly hard line in coming down on Biden for this. Exactly. Ooh, I've been watching CNN. I don't watch him much, but but I have, and I was quite surprised at uh, the things that they said. You know, and even their analysis. Uh, when they, you know, have other people Oops, want, go. giving their okay. opinions of what's going on, you know. Okay. Joseph, Joseph, thank, thank you thank so you. much for calling in. Really appreciate call, it. All right. Than, go ahead. Hey, good morning, everybody. I, I would just like to say, as much as I like Stan, I listen to Stan, he does not know what he's talking about. He gets his information not from regular sources, one would hope, but from places that I try not to read, and I hope you guys don't either, that extreme right press. And I think, I think uh, people need to be questioned. Uh, am I happy about uh, the way things went in uh, Afghanistan? No. And I started about 2001 thinking all of that was going wrong because we had Bush going in like a, uh, what, a martyr. We had uh, our presidents, be it uh, uh, Democrat or Republican, going along with it. And finally, the military generals, and if you watched the news about the military generals, they were advising getting it going, as far as I could tell. And so what does a president do? Do they follow their experts, or do they make up their own minds? We had a president for years who tried to make up his own mind and found out he didn't have one. But now we've got somebody who at least is trying to do it legally. And, boy, I'm upset with the way it's turned out. But now we have to deal with this instead of bellyaching about it all the time. All right. Well, thank you so much. Anything else to add? enjoying the show, except I I really, really get upset with Joe trying to make somebody younger than me having potential. All right, we'll have to get you to call back. I can't get your voice to go up over the jingle. So We didn't, we didn't hear you what you said there. Yeah, call back. But I'm sure it was insulting. Call back, call back, call back. Yeah, and if you're going to insult uh, Joe, call back. Call back so I can understand you. All right. We're talking about President Biden doing a fabulous job taking good care of Afghanistan. <laughs> you're listening to WKOK Sunbury. News Radio 1070 WKOK presents On the Mark. It's a chance to voice your opinion on the events that affect life in the Susquehanna Valley. Call 1-800-795-9565 or email onthemark at wkok.com. Now, here are your hosts for On the Mark, Mark Lawrence and Joe McGranahan. Greetings. Welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. I'm, the, I'm Mark Lawrence on the Mark sponsor of the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. This is the first time today I'm going to announce that. 1-800-795-9565. We did the whole segment earlier without me having to say the number because our good callers know the number. one 800 795 
1-800-285-9565. You can email us at onthemark at wkok.com, and you can text us at 70236. You and I were talking during the news, but there was this bizarre story on CBS that I don't know whether Rob caught it or not about somebody snotting and a loogie at somebody at a, at a venue somewhere. What was that about? <laughs> <laughs> I've never heard such a gross story on the air in my life. <laughs> we'll have to go back. All right, one of our listeners uh, sent us a text, and you can do the same thing. Send us a text at 70236. Include the keyword OTM, and that will go through to us. we got some callers lined up, so let me do brief news headlines. Route 11 is closed uh, between Northumberland and Montour counties. That's between Ridge Road and Route 54 between Danville and Northumberland. That's because of utility work there, and that work is ongoing. That road is still closed. Route 220 is closed north of Hughesville all the way up to Route 42. That is a long, curvy, windy stretch there. Again, downed utility wires there. The surge continues in Pennsylvania. A slight increase, I should say, over 2,300 new cases of COVID-19. That's the new normal around here. Slightly less in our immediate area, 39 new cases, half of which were in Northumberland County. One new death in Northumberland County, uh, an increase of 79 people hospitalized statewide, and local numbers went up slightly as well around here. COVID-19 affected one of the teachers at Kelly Elementary School yesterday in the Lewisburg Area School District. Uh, that teacher and others are quarantined for a short time. Pennsylvania's largest teachers union Wednesday urged K through 12 schools to require masking in school buildings, a measure state officials are encouraging, but not mandating. President Donald Trump's hotel properties are requiring masking. They say they're following the CDC guidelines, while the president says people should be given the freedom. The properties under which uh, which use his name as their masthead are requiring masking for individuals in the hotel. And we were looking for anybody who supported uh, President Biden's uh, policies yesterday. Well, you didn't find it in Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell sharply criticizing President Biden's life-costing decision to withdraw U.S. troops from Afghanistan quickly. He said he didn't have any particular solutions on how to resolve the chaos, but said, quote, we should have made this or should not have made this decision in the first place. We only had 2,500 troops there. With a light touch, no chaos, not a single American soldier killed in a year of combat. Uh, he told the CBS Evening News, the managing editor, Nora O'Donnell, conducted that interview. Uh, we now left 10,000 to 15,000 American citizens behind enemy lines. He says this is going about as badly as it possibly could. Uh, Mitch McConnell. 1-800-795-9565. Email us at onthemarkatwkok.com. We're going to let Than finish first. And then we'll get to some more callers. Go ahead, Than. You're on the mark. Actually, uh, I was not going to uh, insult Joe. What I was wanted to say at the end was I said that Stan doesn't know what he's talking about. I have to admit that I don't know what I'm talking about, and Joe doesn't know what he's talking about. We're not in there where the military leaders who in my estimation, don't always make good ideas and good calls, but they are the ones that uh, our president is listening to. And was it wrong? Don't know. Let's find out what happens. So you're saying knowledge is power, and the more you know, the better off you are to make these kind of decisions, and we don't know a fraction of the information that Joe Biden knows? Exactly. Oh, and when you okay. start uh, uh, now, let's let us say we picked on Trump a whole lot. 
partially because he kept sticking himself out there and say, make fun of me by the things he said and did. When we have a president who, and I admit, I can't figure out why this happened the way it did. Uh, when we have a president who makes a call, part of what we have to do is realize that it wasn't all him. It was advisors, it was military people, it was uh, no, state people. You were more than willing uh, to blame Donald Trump. You were more than willing to blame Donald Trump individually for every single decision he made. Well, I never yeah. heard you spread the blame around there. No, wait. Donald Trump was constantly saying he was following the advice of his people. I don't think he was because his people aren't stupid. Well, let me ask you this, and you're an intelligent guy. Let me ask you this question. If, as President Biden said yesterday in his interview with George Stephanopoulos, that this chaos was inevitable, why didn't he announce that when he said he was going to draw, draw down the American troops right away? Why didn't he say, folks, this is going to be bad, it's going to be ugly, there are going to be people, uh, you know, in desperate situations, but we're getting out of there. If he knew all that in advance, why didn't he say it? Why, why do you think you should know that? And why do you he think said, you he would said it? He uh, said it, then, then he said it in the interview with George Stephanopoulos. He said I know he, he did. knew it. I know he did. And the thing is, the military people who advised him must have either known or not know that this was going to happen. And uh, so it's a bunch of people, including when Trump was in the unfortunate uh, place of president. It was a group of people making decisions. Unfortunately, Trump decided to go off on his own, and that was usually See, you know, pretty you, much you a always accuse me of deflecting, but you're deflecting away from Joe Biden here, buddy. No, he's not. He's telling you that there are you can make a few reasonable decisions if you look if you have all the facts in front of him. That's what he's trying to say about Joe Biden. And we did I did and uh, Than did when President Trump was in office. He did do a few things that were wise and thought out and, and he may not have said the right things about it, but he did the right things in the end. A reasonable common sense decision can emerge from this. Well, the intelligence community is saying that they warned the president that this was going to happen. And General Milley is saying, well, I didn't see anything that led me to believe this was going to fall apart so quickly. All right. Thank so you. No, right. And, and you know what? He's the leading military person. Oh and he said, I didn't see it coming. How in the world would you think? But Joe Biden said he saw it coming. He knew it was going to happen. All right, moving on. Uh, well, we'll I didn't hear it word. exactly the way you did, but you do have an interesting <laughs> way of bending people. That's, a way, uh, that's what he said. He's got his funnels turned up. All right, thank you thanks, so much, Than. Okay, thanks, sure enough. Thanks, thanks for, for checking me in. back. All right, Eric, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. And we got Good another morning, caller standing gentlemen. by. Gentlemen, thank you for taking my call this morning. Uh, so, Joseph, I think, was the caller before Than. Is that correct? I'm going to get my names right. Oh, what I'm was sorry, that? I'm sorry. What were, you, what were you saying? Joseph was the caller before Than? Yes, that's correct. Okay. So, Joseph said, and I quote, President Trump would not have allowed this to happen, unquote. Um, Joe, do you believe that? Absolutely. Okay. Scoff. So, how would he have not allowed this to happen? What would have been the steps... If President Trump had been reelected, what would the steps that he would have taken? First of all, he would he would not have closed the embassy. 
He would not. He, he outlined what he would have done. He would not have closed the embassy. What? He would. He in the interview we, uh, he gave on TV last night or the night before last. He said what he would have done. He would not have closed the embassy. He would have gotten our citizens out of there first. Then he would have gotten our equipment out of there. Yeah, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. Yeah, but he doesn't know what he's talking about. He's a he year out of office. When, when we knew that. Okay, at what point did the uh, leader of uh, Afghanistan abdicate? Uh, after they entered Kabul or started yeah, entering Saturday Kabul. morning, Saturday maybe? morning, somewhere in that okay. neck of the woods. And and how would have President Trump dealt with the fact that the uh, Afghan troops were laying down their arms? Well, President let, Trump said he never liked them anyway. Straight. So we had I've heard the the figure three hundred thousand troops we had. Uh, trained with our three trillion dollars i don't know if so they would have i don't know that uh, they would have caved in for for, for for man is that about right but here's the thing and i think it's how how people in that country perceive our leadership i believe that people around the world whether you like donald trump or not perceived him as somebody who was strong and who would not <laughs> be predictable he would not no, do I what you expect him to donald do trump as someone who was off the wall no i think he, he was a strong leader i didn't always agree with the way he led but you know someone said he was never uh, might never be right but he was never in doubt and i think that's the difference joe biden acts as if he's in doubt constantly but President, your opinion. President Trump would not have allowed that to happen, in my opinion. Do I like the guy? Not really, and not as a person. I liked his policies, but I think he was a strong enough leader that he would have gotten control of this situation in some way, shape, or form. No, oh, bro. I said. No, he would have. Well, he wouldn't have pulled them out that fast to begin with. I mean, what happened is that Joe Biden unilaterally just decided to pull them out. No, in Joe a very Biden fast... was fulfilling a promise he made to the American people. <laughs> Who duly elected he him, didn't promise them he was, that there'd he was be abiding by this promise he made as one All right, of his. Let's move on. He didn't promise them there would be chaos and people clinging to airplanes. Right, Eric, and, Joe, come and on, he promised them that there would be no Eric, Vietnam, but there Joe, was a Vietnam. Let's stop this. Uh, let's just stipulate. Joe says Trump would do great. Eric says uh, Joe hasn't done a terrible. Joe Biden hasn't done a terrible job. Let's move on. What else you got on your mind, Eric? <laughs> Um, this is the central issue of the day, my man. Well, that's fine. I, I'm putting facts out here that there's three was well, 300,000 troops we trained at a cost of I think it's 100,000 persons per troop per trooper there. Uh, that's three trillion. Um, well, the money went for a lot of other things other than just training. Okay, but it was the support Af of our our whole policy over time, wasn't it, to have a force in Afghanistan to maintain order, maintain I don't know if it's duly elected person or whatever. But we knew that, that the Taliban had, let's say, almost unlimited potential for recruiting and so forth, and our 300,000 against how many Taliban people. And then once the outer ring started falling, it was inevitable. I think it was inevitable. Unfortunately, don't we learn from history of all the different countries who've tried to tame, quote-unquote, Afghanistan over the years? No one has been able to do it because you cannot fight against fundamentalism and religion. And that... That sect of, of Muslims want their people to be basic, in the ground, women, women, women uh, ruled over, and, and that was not going to change. 
Eric, and let me. So let me, we um, had to go in. Why do we go in there in the beginning with? Why? Why do we get involved in Afghanistan? Let me correct your number. We did not spend three trillion dollars on the Afghan army. We spent 145 billion trying to rebuild Afghanistan, and 83 billion went to developing and sustaining its army and police forces. That's according to the Office of the Special Inspector General oh, well, for Afghanistan bad, Reconstruction. Then. That's fine. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, never mind. <laughs> well, there's a big difference between 85 or 83 billion and. Three, Three point trillion. trillion. <laughs> True. All right. We, we, we would never, uh, my bottom line, and I know there's other callers, my bottom line is there was never going to be a great exit strategy. We shouldn't have been there this long. Um, there was no way we were ever going to maintain without keeping a huge, huge force, as we have, let's remember, in South Korea, folks. We still have people over there okay, All right. to maintain okay. that. We got gotcha. you. Thank okay. you so much, Eric. Thank Very you. much appreciated. appreciate it. Guys. All right. 1-800-795-9565 is the open line. You can email us, as no one has done, about Afghanistan. And you can text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. People don't know what program they're listening to. You had to put a promo in for it. <laughs> All right, read this one and then the text on the right. right. Captain Bone Spurs, a strong leader. Give me a break. Signed, Tom. All right. And then Eric Biden failed or failed to admit it. You're wrong. Biden is a failure. Trump had a plan and Biden threw it out. Biden is a failure. And then Than the big cheeses at the Pentagon have. Well, Sorry. you just deleted it. I don't know what I did. There it no, is. There it is. Just keep your hands off the mouse, <laughs> okay. as you say to me. And the big cheeses at the Pentagon have gotten on the news and said they didn't foresee the events in Afghanistan, and they should have. That's their job. And then, Than, what was it Reagan said about the Democrats? They aren't wrong. They just know so much that isn't so. Something like that. <laughs> no, he said it about liberals. He says, not our liberal friends are, are stupid. It's just they know so many things that aren't so. All right. Joseph, you get 60 seconds. Go right ahead. Uh, yes. Uh, you said that was my definition, because I, and you cut me off yesterday because I said that uh, uh, the Muslims or the Islam was a cult. Well, again, I revisited American Heritage Dictionary and Webster's Dictionary of the English Language, which I wrote neither of those books. <laughs> or, and it says that the system of community of religious worship or ritual especially focused upon a single deity or spirit. Well, that's, that, that defines uh, Islam. It defines Christianity. It defines uh, the Messianic movement. It defines the Jews. We're all cults. All right. We got you. Yep, we're listening. Yep, okay. we're listening. And so the definition or the, the distinction is, are we a false cult? 
and they are a false call. And that's your opinion. And that's where the deity, other than the one in the Bible, <laughs> is a false call. Right. But it's an opinion show, so you're entitled to that opinion. All right. Thank you so much for calling back. appreciate that. Dale, you're on the mark. You're going to help us wrap up Afghanistan. Go right ahead. Yeah. So all the chips have been put on the lithium. And the only way to get the lithium is to start a civil war between Pakistan and Afghanistan. And Joe Biden worked for China. And that's it. I mean, I don't understand how you can read anything else. Oh. I, I don't see how you could ever read that. Jeez. <laughs> What's wrong with us? So you're telling me within a year it's not going to be a civil war between Pakistan and uh, well, what, Afghanistan? What does lithium have to do with it, just out of curiosity? Because lithium is worth $4 trillion, so China's going to go over there. Lithium is a prescription up. drug, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is no, a drug. It's a mental health battery. drug, but uh, that's not what he's talking about. It's I used. think you're talking about something else. It's no, he's talking about rare energy, minerals. Yeah. And you know what it is for. He's using. He's talking about rare minerals in Af- that uh, Afghanistan is rich in and... Um, uh, China wants them and I is see. taking great care of Afghanistan because of I that. I got you. So they make lithium out of Well, I work for China, okay? So that simple as that. They ain't work for America. Ah, uh, okay. So, so this is to get the U.S. out of the way so China can get in. $4 trillion. In. Dollars are, we bank everything on China, being honest again. Okay? So I just mm-hmm. want to tell people when their civil war breaks out, all the people voted for Biden, they're responsible for the civil war. It's right. going to be... Which civil, military problem, big which, time. which civil war are you we talking about? You you were talking a, mi- a minute ago the war about Islam because Taliban's going to have all the weapons Biden gave them, and that was the whole plan to make two countries unstable so they can steal the, the lithium. And so that's plain and simple. China could, told Biden to do that, and that's that's all that. That's why nobody can figure out why a Biden did this because Biden works with China. That's why nobody can figure it out. So I mean, t- it's so obvious. It's a racket. I, I, you know the racket. I, I, I can see every racket through through any wall. Now, it's you're telling me racket. that you're telling me that the Taliban is going to have a civil war with the Muslims? No, Taliban are going to try to go in there and start uh, creating these laws on Pakistan. And you said a civil a war. war. I asked you who the civil war was going to be between, and you said the Taliban. And and who? Islam and the Taliban. Well, the, the Taliban are Is Islamic. Islamic. They can't fight themselves. I don't think so. I think they're the Muslims who are controlling <laughs> Afghanistan right now, ain't they? Okay. Okay. Uh, we got you. All right. We understand. Hard to argue that point. Right. We, we got you, Dale. <laughs> Anything else? I frame no, to ask. For, uh, Biden's working for China. Not that hard to understand. All right, we got well, what's it. What's the bar association? No, 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 no. Well, don't, I, I don't encourage him. One eight hundred seven nine five nine five six five. Now we got three open lines. We're going to switch topic. We had a rocker school board meeting in Sealands Grove the other night, and uh, Cindy's got a comment about that. It is a nearly open phones day, so Cindy, go right ahead. Hey, great. But first, let me just comment on the previous caller. His making the accusation that the president is working for a foreign country, right? Right. That Biden is working for China. It just seems vaguely familiar to me that a group of people who oppose the president make an accusation that he's working for a foreign entity like another country. I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. Where did I hear that? Uh, well, President Trump, Trump worked Russia, with Russia. Right, right. Oh, oh, right. Oh, right. <laughs> Is that what we're going to have from now on? One president is working for this country, and you know, I mean, this has just become 
patently absurd. We, well, we are so far off the rails as a nation. <laughs> well, we know help. Russia was helping President Trump. Was Ru was China helping oh, President Mark. Biden? <laughs> didn't they have a gigantic investigation and found no such evidence? Well, didn't uh, no, but Russia did things in the U.S. I'm not saying that President Biden endorsed it or had anything to do with it. I'm just saying Russia favored uh, Trump and took actions in the U.S. to help him. That much we know for sure. We but do. I don't know that President Trump helped Russia or that they talked about it. That we didn't know, or you know, okay. was uh, investigated and not found. Okay. Well, I don't want to move. I won't want to lose track of why I called. I call. <laughs> I'm calling to praise the Seal and Grove School Board for having that public meeting, for f focusing it singly on one issue, for hearing out their constituents, those who agreed with board members and those who disagreed with board members, for conducting the meeting in such a way that people, whether you liked what they had to say or not, were given the opportunity to voice their opinion, see First Amendment, and finally for making a vote, public, very public vote, making their decision. Now that's what I expect out of my government. Well, yeah, it was win-win-win across the board. Uh, our reporter said everybody that got to speak or that wished to speak got a chance to do so. There were a lot of interruptions and some yelling but uh, by both sides, but uh, everybody eventually got heard. So they were kind of echoing Congress. You know, how is that any different than what goes on in Congress? Well, the school Except board... maybe they didn't make outrageous accusations against other people for which they could be liable in any other forum but making those <laughs> accusations on the floor of the Congress. Well, that's true, but also the uh, meeting ended with the talked-about uh, decision made by the school board. Uh, not, not that they talked about making one decision one way or another, but they talked about making a decision. <laughs> so our U.S. Congress rarely makes a definitive decision on anything. Well, you got me there, Mark. Except they do they do carry on for two, three, four, sometimes 12 hours speechifying, coming forward to finally making a vote on something. They do do that. I'll give them that. Um, it, it isn't unusual for them to be yelling and screaming at each other. I've watched C-SPAN. You know, I've, I know exactly how that. It's not as raucous as what goes on in England. Now, that's an interesting <laughs> situation. Here, 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 here. <laughs> Yeah, well, and they stand up and scream at each other, and I mean, wow. It, well, it, I have not seen Congress break down quite that far, but they they walk dangerously close to that edge. But I just want to applaud the school board. They, they provided an open forum. They heard their constituents out, and they made a public vote that everybody knew was happening. So good for them. That is what I want from my government. If you oh. wonder, I'm always calling in harping about the crappy government we have. Mm -hmm. There's what I want from my government. Well, it's hard to preside over an emotional meeting like that, and I've known Dennis Wolf for quite a few years, and Dennis, I think, did an outstanding job, and I give him high marks for at least trying to maintain the order that he could and making sure that everybody got heard. Well, right. and you have to hand it to the school board because in advance they said a lot of people have concerns about this, so we're going to conduct a, a public forum. You know, they invited the newspaper and they invited WKOK and they invited Channel 16. And they said, okay, well, if you want to uh, see our conversation, here it is. So publicize the heck out of it afterward because we're going to come up with a decision. Everybody's going to be heard. And, of course, we covered it. And uh, I'm assuming the newspaper and Channel 16 covered it. And everybody got their voice heard. I think it's a shame that some people are twisting this, this bright light of, uh, um, here was a moment of real 
citizen-centric government going on. I think it's an incredibly positive thing, but some people are twisting it into ugliness because they didn't like what some of the people said. I, I get that. You know, during the American Revolution, there were people who said, no, no, I like King George. Let's, let's keep this up. <laughs> there, <laughs> there were. There really were people who did not agree with what? the steps yes, that they, the— they were uh, called Tories. Thank you. <laughs> And they were very unhappy, and they got tarred and feathered. Maybe you remember that from history. I mean, some of them were, were persecuted. Many f- left, went back to England because they saw this wasn't going to go the way they liked. And some, of them, some of them even formed military units and fought alongside the British. There you go. There you go. So um, <laughs> one of my favorite stories that many people don't know is that during the American Revolution, some people said to Washington, Let's free the slaves and get them to fight on our side. And he said, we want to arm these people. Now, remember, Washington had slaves, although if you go visit Mount Vernon, he's reputed to have treated them very humanely. He was demanding, but he wasn't abusive. Um, And he freed his slaves upon his death. He freed his slaves. He couldn't free Martha's, but he freed his own. Wow. So um, it's interesting that they didn't want to free the slaves because they were fearful that they, rather than arming them, they would fight the British. They would turn around and point those guns at the people who were holding them in slavery, which, you know, was a very real fear. I thought that was an interesting it's point. It's a possibility. In you never know. Yeah, a real possibility. But kudos to the school board. Way to go. Yep. It takes courage. There's courage. Sit there and listen to people who are angry one side or the other. I'm sh- I was not there. I'm sorry. Had I realized the meeting was occurring, I would have made a point of attending to speak on their behalf, to just applaud them for allowing good government to actually occur, regardless of the risks that might have been involved. I've been at raucous school board meetings in other communities, and I know that it can be threatening if you're sitting up there as a school board member. You can feel pretty threatened. But... Um, good for them. They did the right thing. All right, we got you. Thank you so much, Cindy. Incidentally, um, uh, oh, I don't on. think that we really would have turned on the British because the British didn't outlaw slavery until 1807. So they would have been helping people who... The, the British if, had slaves, too. If they stayed in power, time, we're right. going to... If they had stayed in power, they would have kept them as slaves anyway, most likely, <laughs> anyway. All right, to be continued, we invite open phones right now. 1-800-795-9565 is our telephone number. You sent me something this morning. I'm afraid I didn't get a chance to read it. What was the topic of that? Well, it's President Biden, and the matters continue to get worse for President Biden as critics on both sides of the aisle panned the comments he made to ABC's George Stephanopoulos about his administration's turbulent Afghan withdrawal. All right, well, we're not going to read that when we Why come not? back. 1-800-795. We'll, we'll talk about something else. <laughs> That's because you're uncomfortable discussing well, your, no. your boy's I, foibles. No, no, no. I just think we've asked and answered. I think we've more than established that this is a chaotic debacle that should have never happened. Well, but we had no trouble endlessly piling on President Trump, and now you don't seem to want to take on Joe Biden. Yeah, I'm glad you brought up President Trump uh, because, Let's as I said before, yeah, because there, he's the only person can, that can step forward now and make Joe Biden look good. So we need more Trump. We saw him on Hannity the other night. We need more President Trump. 1-800-795-9565. He is the only person that makes Joe Biden look good. 
Welcome back to WKOK Live Telephone Talk Show. On the mark, the text basket is empty. So you can send us a text at 70236, include the keyword OTM, and I will constantly hit refresh here to make sure it comes in. We have an empty in-basket for emails. You can email us at onthemark.wkok.com. But more importantly, we have an empty phone bay. That's a first time all day. And that you can get in queue by calling 1-800-795-9565, 1-800-795-9565. We're going back to the mask issue. A city council meeting, this is a story that we didn't get a chance to get to uh, yesterday. A city council meeting in South Carolina on Tuesday night focused on a proposed emergency mask mandate at schools and a report by the city's Racial Conciliation Commission grew heated and resulted in the council failing to pass the mask ordinance and voting not to receive the commission report. The Charleston Post and Courier reported that the mask ordinance called for all children over the age of two to wear masks at all public facilities, including public schools, private schools, and daycares. The report pointed out that the order would have expired in 60 days. I do not understand how they think they're going to learn to read, how people, kids are going to learn to read with a mask on their teacher's face or their face. They cannot see the enunciation of letters, one parent said. She also pointed out that it is challenging for children to have to wear masks for the entire school day. Do you believe a kid should be wearing a mask for the entire school day? No, and I think schools have more than worked out the fact that they can go certain periods of time, take breaks, and where the kid's not next to somebody where they can take the mask off, and uh, that they've kind of worked that out. I don't know what the other schools are doing, but even at, at lunch, I know that Sealance Grove schools, uh, my grandson's in the uh, interme- uh, middle school now, and they have four different places where they are assigning kids to eat lunch. One of them is outside. You know, so it seems to me that, they're, you know, they're practicing the social distancing. They're practicing, you know, the, the cleanliness aspects of it. Uh, and the masks are optional. I guess a parent would have to determine whether or not they want their or kid, a kid to wear could a mask. volunteer. Once a kid bones up on it, might choose to. But, you know, it seems to me that, that I think it's awfully hard to learn when you're wearing a mask. I mean, at some point, your breathing becomes more difficult, and I don't think you can concentrate as well. Based on what knowledge? Just based on my my own problems with wearing a mask for an extended period of time. Yeah, but you're a time. curmudgeon. Most kids kind of go with the flow when, they, when they're having a good opportunity to learn. Uh, what about kids who, let's say, your kid is required to wear a mask, my kid isn't? Doesn't that create an unequal situation inside the school? I think there could be a dynamic there that would have to play out, and I think uh, you know <laughs> that might be difficult. I guess uh, bullying might be a factor, if, or, or just being made fun of, or something. I guess that would be a factor. But if if a kid wants to wear a mask and he thinks he or she thinks they're in the right and they want to, they're motivated to do it, and they think it's the right thing to do. Just uh, out of curiosity, what percentage of kids do you think would volunteer to wear a mask in school? Uh, I don't volunteer. know. Volunteer. Uh, five or ten percent maybe well, I would think fewer than that okay well you could be both <laughs> of us know nothing about that which we speak although you have a grandchild so you're a little more closely tied to the schools than I am well I, I just think that it's a difficult situation when some you know when when some kids are doing one thing and other kids are doing another and in fact we're making the teachers now responsible for mandating or for following the parents instructions on the masks in addition to so everything else, so in addition teachers to everything have to else, enforce the mask rule if a parent well, sends I, I would guess they would. In other words, if I send a note in saying, I want little Johnny to wear a mask during class, and he takes it off, that is it the teacher's responsibility to say, Johnny, your parents no. wanted you to wear a mask. Put no. that thing back on. No. N-double-O, no. 
<laughs> that's not going to happen. Well, but that's apparently what's going going to be required. No. Well, no, all right, you're making so. that up. Well, no, let me ask you then, what would happen? A parent sends a note into the school saying, I want my kid to wear a mm-hmm. mask during school, and the kid doesn't wear it. There's no punishment. There's no no oversight. Who, would, who other than the teacher would be responsible? You think the principal's going to walk the halls saying, hey, Billy Smith, where's your note from your parents? I think a parent could write a note to a teacher and ask them to ask their son or daughter to put the mask back on if they take it off. But I don't think you're going to get teachers that say, aha, we got you, Johnny. Your mom <laughs> says mask up. Well, it's, so mask it's, up. It's optional. But in other words, if, if someone is required to do it by their parents, how in the world are you going to enforce it? But again, I know nothing about the school. I had a daughter who was in the schools <laughs> only 20 short years ago, so nothing has changed since then. And I like this comment. Joe, apparently many people who don't wear masks also seem to have trouble learning anything. <laughs> okay. All right, 1-800-795-9565, talking about masking a little bit. Maybe you have a thought about that. I had a raucous school board meeting in Sealands Grove recently, but as Cindy so aptly pointed out, that was democracy in action. That's what it is supposed to look like. Don't, uh, if you see people standing up and yelling and interrupting, that is not an aberration. That is the way our dialogue can go sometimes with people who feel ultra strongly about issues, speaking their minds and but getting their voices it's heard. It's one thing to have the issue be the topic, topic, but when it becomes personal, that's when it's wrong. In other words, I, you and I can disagree, but we never get personal. I never say, hey, you know, you stink or you're a rotten person because you disagree with me. That is exactly what you have said off mic a couple times. Well, all right, that's off okay. mic. <laughs> Let's get that out of the way. Al, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. Well, I was going to give four points on Afghanistan, but I heard you fellows talking, so I, I want to make a point there. 100% of my seven grandchildren don't like wearing masks, and they don't think it's worth it. Okay. That's that's 100% right there. All right. And one went back already, and the other ones come back next week, I guess. But are their parents going to require them to wear a mask? No. For any reason? Uh, well, the one grandchild wore the mask, and it got a little dirty, and she ended up with Infantago. Uh, from the mask and and a lot of that going around a lot of other problems with the mask that don't make it really worth it because the science says kids are very hard to get infected and the parents end up infecting the children the children don't end up infecting the parents but that's on that and then I learned because I was worried about the weapons and what are happening and where the Taliban's coming from but our satellite shows the Taliban's coming from Pakistan through the mountains, and uh, and then it also shows that the troops are going both ways. They're dismantling our uh, military hardware and sending it back to Pakistan, which is our ally. And from Pakistan, it will be sold to China and Russia for reverse engineering. But one good thing else I learned is the night that we took off without telling them, we let pulled our troops out. They did fly the Blackhawks out, so they don't have their fingers on the Blackhawks. Okay. Well, I wanted to report it. A couple of my people asked me to, you know, look it up, and that's what I found out about what's going on with the weapons. When I had asked earlier, how much bloodshed has there been during all of this? Pardon? How much bloodshed has there been since the Taliban started to take over? A lot of bloodshed. At least 100 uh, troops were killed. In one battle at the airport, uh, 
And then also... How many troops were killed at the airport? 500. Oh, my gosh. I hadn't heard that. I hadn't heard that either. Not any troops. The one that we have uh, in the middle of the desert there. Well, he has other sources, so... You're talking about Bagram Air Force Base? Yeah. And 500 troops were killed there? Not ours. Yeah. Yes, there are... There are... The vice president is still holed up and hunkered down in the mountains with... Uh, Afghani Republican loyalist, and uh, they're thinking about staging a, a, a resistance. And Laura Logan lived over there, and she gets a lot of phone calls and a lot of information. And she also got a video that she shared on TV of uh, men being tarred already and with nooses around their neck being drug around. And then um, there was a video of... Uh, protesters that put up an Iranian flag and the Taliban just opened fire on the, on the crowd. Okay. Well, All right, we got I you. I haven't seen that on the well, mainstream I'm media. Because Laura Logan lived there and she's getting all kind of phone calls. And she talks to the she's with CBS? With Fox News. Oh, I got you. Okay. So 500 dead at Bagram Air Force. Well, thanks. You've been ahead of this all along for us, so we appreciate that. All right. Thank you so much, Al. Thanks for calling in. Very much appreciated. Uh, Mike, you got in just under the wire before the next break. You're on the mark. Yeah. As far as masks are concerned, you know, the, the president is, you know, basically dictating what needs to be done with masks and vaccines and everything like this. But I think what really needs to be done is the masks that I'm seeing, a lot of them, they're homemade or they're just, you know, cheap things. And, and they do they do provide a little bit of a protection, but, you know, basically it's a false sense of security. If the government they're not being warned, Mike, 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 they're not being warned to protect the individual wearing them to pr- protect other people. It's to catch your germs before they get to other people. Well, if everybody's Never wearing masks that aren't really up to snuff, then really nobody's being protected. Okay, I, I mean, I like your argument, but the reality is if the masks are not proper masks, then they're not doing what needs to be done. If the deal is masks are going to solve this, then if the government can pass out $1,200 checks, why can't they see that every American has a supply of the state-of-the-art masks that do offer a very good amount of protection compared to the stuff that a lot of people are wearing. I mean, it's just, it's just a comment. I don't understand. If the masks are going to be the key to survival of this country, let's get on the stick and, and start getting masks let and people go the that do the job. There okay? Go. Okay. Good point. And then, then the other thing, uh, I, I started watching the networks again, and and this is just my opinion again. If Donald Trump was the president now, we would be seeing families, kids that have adult parents over and trapped in Afghanistan, and we'd be hearing all the stories about why isn't this president doing something to get them out. But I, I don't see that. So I'm just illustrating the bias that my friends on the left are willing to put up with in the media. Well... There is a certain amount of bias, no argument there. Right. But again, let's face it, the number one concern right now of American people are the Americans, up to 15,000, they're saying, that are essentially trapped in Afghanistan. And they, all those people have families. Some of them have children, you know. 
and uh, we're, we're not really hearing anything about about their grieving for their people that are trapped. But that would have been a routine story leading just about every network news probably, or maybe the second or third story, but it would have been one of the top stories about all the people that here in the state suffering because of the people that are trapped over there. But since Joe Biden is the president, that story doesn't exist. But I think it does. You know, I've, I saw stories about that on the BBC yesterday. We saw Fox News is covering it. That uh, I'm assuming the uh, what's what's the other one, Joe? That OAS, that that other one that they're covering it. It certainly isn't the top story. Newsmax, CNN. Yes, them and OAS. I think it is. Uh, it's not the top story on CBS, NBC, or ABC. But it certainly is being covered. Okay, then. Then I'm then I'm missing it. I'm, I am not seeing the the stories that, of the people. That if Trump was the president, this thing would be being covered a whole lot differently. And that's well, one of the, the things he gave I, an inter- he, he gave an interview where he said what he would have done differently. And of course, people are going to scoff at that, saying, "Oh, well, he's just looking at it now." But the thing is, he had a plan in place, and President <laughs> Biden dumped it. <laughs> Well, and the other thing is the, the beauty of President Trump is since he's out of office, and this would be any president, whether it's Obama or one of the Bushes, is that they can say, well, this is what I would do. I would keep the embassy open. Well, well, you don't know what's going on over there. You know, you're either months or years out of office. Exactly. And, and you know, me personally, I don't really care what Trump has to say right now because he's not the guy in charge. You know, he's the injured quarterback. The, the first stringer that's on the bench, he can't do anything for you. You know, maybe he could talk a little bit, but he can't win the game. And it's, that's Biden's job right now to get these people home. But like I said, I think all those Americans are going to be coming home. And, uh, you know, so I'm, I'm not really that concerned. I mean, I'm concerned, but I don't think it's going to be a real issue. I think they'll be home. I'm just concerned about all the people that are going to be coming with them, if there's going to be any embedded terrorists or anything like that in them. Well, I think President Trump, every, every, every time he speaks, it helps Joe Biden because it reminds the world why Trump's not in charge and why Biden is. So the more well, he speaks, I'm, the better off he is, the better off yeah, Biden I mean, listen, is. I'm not going to disagree with you one bit. I mean, I'm a Trump guy, but he's his own worst enemy. There's just no doubt about it. I mean, you know, that, that's just, hey, that's who he is. You know, I, I'm not going to make any excuses for the guy, but uh, I like the way he performed in office. I didn't like the way he talked. And I don't know, was it you that one of you guys said the best thing they could have done was taken Twitter away from uh, President Trump and, uh, or, or, you know, Early so he on. wouldn't have it. You know, they right. should put him back on now. The Democrats are saying, hey, put him back on. He helped us so much. <laughs> well, but, but Twitter didn't really help the president with mainstream America. It certainly helped reporters, uh, you know, certainly helped b- reporters and people criticize President Trump. But it really didn't help him among the mass of Americans. I mean, most folks around here, you go deep in the heart of Snyder County where it's Trump country. Uh, they don't they're not following Trump's Twitter account. They just oh, know no, that they like the Taliban's got its own account on there and they're doing gangbusters. You think they're their following tweets? that in Snyder County? OK, that could be. All right. Yeah. But, but Michael, his, tweet, his tweets word. were highlighted on the news, and it was constantly right. mentioned. Right. And they knew no about, about it. it. Yep. That, that hurt him. That hurt him. 
Okay. okay. Thanks, right. Mike. We got you, Thank Mike. You. Thank Take you care so care. much. Speaking of Mike's, one of our writers, Mike Bowley, says the new scarlet letter will be an M on your back if you need a mask and a V on your back if you're vaccinated. Isn't that the mark of the beast that we've heard about? Beazable. <laughs> be able to buy back. or sell anything, you have to have a V or an M on your back. Have you ever read anybody a cartoon from a Sunday paper? Well, this is interesting. Uh, it's So let me get this straight. And it shows, uh, who is that, Governor DeSantis? Uh, yes, DeSantis. Uh, DeSantis saying, uh, there's a sign there saying, no shirt, no shoes, no service. He says, okay. Another sign that says, no smoking. He says, okay. Another sign that says, buckle up. It's the law. He says, okay. Caution, hard hats require. He says, okay. Danger. High voltage, keep out. Okay. And we'll get to the punchline in one quick minute. Stand by. Plus, we got to talk to Chris. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC way? The SMC way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Now, Chris, you're going to have to call first thing tomorrow. No, oh, I hit the wrong button. I hit the wrong button. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Am I to finish this? He gets a minute. No, we'll have to All finish right. it tomorrow. Chris needs a minute at least. Go ahead. Hey, gentlemen, thanks for taking my call. Um, yes, sir. I want to uh, talk to you about the uh, quarantining that we that we went through uh, or last year. And we only have um, uh, one minute, so you got to skadoodle. Go ahead. Okay. So we had numbers that <clears throat> stated that we had to do this to to make us healthier. Um, so whether whether you feel good about that or not, um, if our governor truly believed in those numbers, I suspect we're approaching some of those numbers again. <laughs> and if he really really felt that, then why isn't he out there screaming at the top of lungs? We're we're <clears throat> absolutely going to get sick and die if if we don't quarantine again. If if it was if it was legit last year, the numbers <clears throat> the numbers should be in place and we should be doing it again. Well, I, I can tell you why because the, the 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 legislature enacted legislation that take away some of his emergency power. Well, so plus two thirds well, of the country's two thirds of the or I'm sorry two thirds of Pennsylvania is vaccinated. That's the other factor. Well, Chris, call tomorrow. We'll wrap this up, okay? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, taking a call, a new call. That was fraught for disaster. Hey, enjoy your extra long weekend. I will. You and enjoy And Reichley's back tomorrow. <laughs> this is WKOK Sunbury.